Hey now, this is the Inside BS Show with the Godfather and Nikki G. Today, I've got a question for Nicola. So Nicola, there's this thing that has been going around LinkedIn. It's all throughout the news. I need to get your opinion on it. So a couple of lawyers apparently used artificial intelligence, used chat GPT to write... I guess basically to outline their entire case for the court and they submitted court documents with cases that were cited that apparently the artificial intelligence constructed this whole thing. They submitted it to the court and the entire brief, including the cases cited from what I can tell was a fabrication. Lawyers submitted it. I guess they didn't check it, and the court found out that this whole thing was a fabrication when opposing counsel sent a message saying, we cannot verify any of these cases. Please ask counsel to you know, provide more detail. Nicola, what, I mean, you're, you do this all day, every day. This is your business. What the hell were these folks thinking and what's the ramifications of this I, I mean is this a legitimate tool what were these people thinking like what was the fail safe what was the safeguard that was supposed to be in place sure. so that, there's a lot to unpack here Dave and I'm, I'm glad you brought up this topic because you're right it is a headline in a lot of different areas right now so let me back up a moment so what the lawyer submitted to the court was a legal brief that was asking the court not to dismiss the case so the airline was asking to have the case thrown out and this was the brief that was submitted in order to ask the court to not do that and so the cases were pulled from chat gpt placed in the brief submitted to the court after opposing counsel brought it to the attention of the counsel who submitted it Council went back to ChatGPT and asked for the actual cases, again relying on ChatGPT and submitting those cases to the court. So now they've sort of doubled down on the ChatGPT response. And so after the whole thing unfolds, right, that's what we're looking at now. And there's a lot, there's really a lot to talk about here, but let me focus on this. The potential ramification here is you could be sanctioned by the court. And this is a federal court. This would be a big deal in any court, but in federal court, there is you know, an extra level of scrutiny that's being placed on what was done here because it is a different forum. And so there is a request before the court to sanction the lawyers, and that can be in a you know, form of a monetary sanction or other. The court heard hearing on this issue but has not yet issued a ruling on whether that is sanctionable conduct. The lawyers in this case, you, you asked a good question, Dave. You asked, you know, well, what were the lawyers thinking and what were they doing? The lawyers identified this as, you know, something that is an, a novel technology, one that they believed they could rely on. The lawyers are mortified right now. You know, what they, the statements they have made to the court and to the public show that they regret what has happened. They are absolutely embarrassed by what has happened and did not intend to become a headline and feel that there has already been punishment for what they did in the form of the public humiliation. And so what should have been done, or at least what we can carry forward from this circumstance is you always have to check what you're doing. So yes, these technologies are excellent. They will save us time. They will really, I think, advance the legal profession in a lot of ways and, and other areas of business. But there has to be a fail-safe, like you said. And that fail-safe here is you should have pulled the cases from the legal research databases just to confirm. It doesn't take long. But you've got to go back and do your own checking. And especially as lawyers, we have to make sure that we have done that checking. 
So, and that those yeah, are verifiable so sources. If you're, if you're going into a debate, whether it's a political debate or you're even in, you know, in the business world, we would call it like a beauty show where you're, you're pitching against someone else to win a piece of business. We would always run what's called a red team. We would always have someone play the other side and shoot our argument full of holes. So I don't understand if you're a lawyer and you have a duty to show candor to the court, you always have to tell the truth. That applies to the things that you're writing as well. So to make sure you're not inadvertently introducing information that could be untrue, shouldn't you have someone else review what you're going to submit to the court in advance so that two smart people have looked at this document, one prepared it, the other looked at it with a critical eye as the red team to review it. Shouldn't that be the standard? You should always check before filing. You should always check. So whether it's two people, or it's, it's, you, you should always do a final check on whenever you're submitting and never rely blindly on a source that you haven't yourself looked at because you are the one certifying to the court the moment that filing hits the docket. The moment you submit a filing to a court, you are verifying its authenticity, that you checked that and that it is accurate. And so at that point in time, you should have already done that fact checking. So what we're looking at now is probably going to have a chilling effect on people, I would think smart people embracing new technology. And in my opinion, it shouldn't have a chilling effect on people embracing new technology. What it should do is it should have the effect of putting in systems and practices to catch anything the technology perhaps is not 100% you know, accurate in introducing. For example, if you're writing a paper in grad school and you're doing a Google search like everyone does, right? The Google dance is the number one dance in every university these days. And you're doing a Google search as your secondary research to inform your primary research and you come across a Wikipedia page that highlights something, you can't ever cite Wikipedia because it's user-generated content, but it could be a clue that leads you to a legitimate source. That's how I see ChatGPT or any type of AI technology helping out. It could provide clues to a path you could follow. What do you think? I agree with you, Dave. I, I think that it is certainly a tool that will be more efficient for us in a lot of ways. It will allow us to pinpoint, as one example, materials that are out there on a subject. But we have to remember that this is, first of all, a new technology, and so it's, it will continue to advance and get better, but we cannot rely on it as 100% accurate now. And I don't know that we can in the future. We, are, we still need to, you know, as professionals, check what we are relying on because in the end, it is not ChatGPT's reputation that's on the line when something goes wrong, right? It's ours. And blaming ChatGPT, as we've seen, will not get you anywhere. <laughs> but we, we have to be accountable as professionals and we have to be able to check the sources we're relying on, whether it's ChatGPT, it's Wikipedia, or it's the next technological advancement that we haven't so, seen yet. So bottom line on this, uh, sloppy lawyering, not bad technology, yes or no? So you can say it, Nicola, you can say it. The lawyers should have been more diligent in relying on ChatGPT. All right, that'll do it for this episode. My name is Dave Lorenzo. I'm the godfather of growth, and she is... 
You can Nick see and us G. back here again tomorrow for another edition of the Inside BS Show. Be sure and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the show, leave us a review because those reviews help us move up in the charts. Until tomorrow, I'm Dave Lorenzo. Here's hoping you make a great living and live a great life.